many years have you two been married? Uh, this year it'll be 43. Yeah, 43. Right, that's a big number. You're listening to Happy Vermont, a podcast about people and places in the Green Mountain State. I'm your host, Erica Housekeeper. A couple of months ago, I received an email from Paulette Stats of Braintree, Vermont. Paulette and her husband, Paul, who are both retired, have been walking Vermont's dirt roads ever since they became empty nesters in 2006. Using a Vermont atlas, The couple have found dirt roads in Sharon, Goshen, and Barnard, and beyond, to walk together. And Vermont has more than 8,500 miles of dirt roads. And the state actually has more dirt roads than paved ones. And even though the couple have spent many years in Vermont, walking the state's dirt roads has given them a new way to explore and enjoy Vermont. We started walking in 2006, November, We were empty nesters, and we thought we'd just start walking on roads and dirt roads around Vermont and see what we could see. Whose idea was it? Was, of course, my idea. I'll have to second that. It was Paulette's idea. I'm kind of a more of a homebody kind of guy, so I must give Paulette credit to get me out. Is I mean, it's not too much of a struggle, but I would rather stay home. So, you know, I mean, it's it's been good for me. And usually after I walk, I'll say, oh, that was a great walk. Sure glad I went on it and didn't stay home. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm usually moaning because it's too far. Who gets a car? Go get the car, please. <laughs> I can't walk anymore. Can you go anymore. get the car, Paul? I don't think so. Well, I grew up in Middlebury. My parents moved here in 1960, so they were like the pre-hippie group or something, you know, back to the landers. But they weren't back to the landers. My father worked for the Addison Independent, the newspaper there. And so I went off to college in the Midwest Northwestern and met Paul and we lived upstate New York for a while but all my family I have five brothers and sisters most of them were still here and my parents were still here so I convinced Paul to come back to Vermont so we moved here in 1980 right back to Vermont in 1980 and uh, found this piece of property in 19 what 80 81 or so, yeah. And so we've been in Braintree since 1981. Tell me, when your kids left home, you decided to start exploring Vermont. Well, I think the main reason at that time was it was, we thought we'd just take a walk in the woods, and then it was youth hunting weekend. Mm. And you can't go into the woods when it's youth hunting weekend. Or any hunting weekend, actually, deer hunting. And so I looked for a loop we could do around Silver Lake, the Barnard area. And that's where we started walking on the dirt roads and uh, making a loop. And I would record them in my little red book here. And then we just kept going from there because we just found so many spots with history, old farms, cemeteries, houses, and also just, there's all these little views. I mean, you think you've seen all the views in Vermont, and then you go around a corner, and there's another amazing bowl between the hills. 
So we've just kept going. How do you choose a road? What makes you pick a road? We were originally looking for loops and we don't like to drive a lot. So it's mostly within a 45 hour minute hour. 45 minutes to an hour, mostly in central Vermont. Every once in a while, we'll get to a little farther north or south, but mostly within an hour of our house. So, yeah. So when we started, we weren't worried too much about mileage. And we did some longer ones, 9, 11, 12. But now we're kind of cutting them back a little bit to a little shorter ones. But I'd look on the map and try to find a loop that I was pretty sure was dirt roads. And also not too much elevation or that we could go up and then come back down kind of thing. Usually beside a stream too, that was always a good clue. How can you tell if a road is a dirt road? Like what are you looking for? Probably from the gazetteer, most of the time the keys are correct. So that a class... I don't know, class two or class three, I'm not sure which. They're the thinner lines on the map. So we uh, look for those. And on the old gazetteer, we have found ourselves in the middle of a field once or twice. (laughs) Not sure how we were going to find our way out. One time a farmer helped us out and got us out of the field and back on the road. So I'm a little more cautious about that. But you know, in Vermont, if you just... Go down the mountain, you're going to find a road. So I'm never really worried. Paula has a really good sense of direction. I must admit, much better than mine. So I always have faith that she'll get us home again, or back to the car again, rather. So. <laughs> and then we always like to guess who's, how many miles we went and to see who is the closest. And then we do the mileage around with the car. Who's usually right? I think right now I'm in the lead. (laughs) (laughs) So how many walks have you done, do you think, since 2006? Uh, 41 as of April. Last one was in Pomfret. There was a gap there for a while where we didn't, I don't know, three or four years where we didn't really do a whole lot. I don't know why, but we just didn't. And then we sort of got back into it, I think, this past year, mainly maybe because of the whole COVID thing. I don't know, but because we couldn't get together with other people and we figured we'd just, you know, do stuff with ourselves, taking walks and stuff. So we kind of got back into it. But as Paulette said, on a lesser scale, you know, less miles, because we are getting on a little bit. But I think we're doing pretty well anyway. So, <laughs> And we always wear, we are very careful about wearing safety vests. Even on the back roads, people go fast and bring snacks and camera. Yeah, that's good. And do you write down every single walk in your little notebook? I do. And at the beginning, it was much more in-depth than it is now. (laughs) What kinds of things do you write in the book? If there's something interesting, like one of the very earliest ones we did was a loop in the Stratford area, Old City Falls, which has a lot of history around it. And I talked about we went by the Eli Mines. We went by some ponds. I try to tell if what the area looks like. And also, at least for me, one of the interesting things is just seeing all the the old houses and stuff. I mean, we've been by houses where we go, wow, that, do you think anyone's living there? And then we walk by and we see an old, you know, an old guy walking between the barn and the house and we went, oh, I guess so, you know. So it's pretty interesting. 
as far as the architecture and and things like that. Right in Randolph area, there's a lot of walks right around us here in Braintree Hill. But there's a site where there was a B-17 crash up on one of the dirt roads up in uh, Randolph. And we explored that one day. I think it was a snowstorm we were walking in, but we just kept going because we had to keep making our circle. But yeah, there's some pretty interesting history. You talked about it a little bit about finding pieces of history along the roads. Is there anything in particular that makes a walk really special for you? Sometimes on on these walks, you get the feeling when you look around and you listen about what it was like 100 or 150 years ago, because you don't hear any sounds of machinery. You don't see a whole lot of traffic. So it's kind of like it's, for me, because I, I really like history and stuff, it kind of gives me a a feeling of what it was like back then, you know, which I think is really kind of cool for me, at least. Yeah, I agree with that. But it's also the what type of a walk it is. And if it has a nice open areas, as well as forested areas, and usually some kind of amazing vistas. We did one this past winter, we started doing um, more linear ones because of the area we were exploring along in South Royalton, beyond the um, Seventh-day Adventist place. What's that place called? The the Mormon. Mormon place. And we thought, well, let's take a walk here. So we just started walking up the hill, and it was just amazing. And we thought, well, you know, let's keep going on this road so we'd go back and finish as far as we could go. And so we've started to look at linear ones because you see one thing going up and you see something on the way back. So yeah, that's what I I like to do when I'm doing, you know, when we're walking. Plus it's a good exercise and sometimes we are very tired when we get back to the car. Do you have any favorite dirt roads that stand out above the rest that maybe you could recommend to listeners? There's one, well, there's so many. I would recommend that road beyond the Mormon place. That's more recent in my memory. Oh, the Joseph Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the monument to Joseph Smith. So we just parked there at the church. We walked north from there. That was a nice one, yeah. Another one we did recently was one in East Bethel. We parked off of Route 14 by the King's Bridge, I think it's called, Covered Bridge, and did a loop there that went into Randolph Center. And it was really a beautiful walk. And if you felt like you were going back in time, literally, because you didn't see any fancy houses, there were a few working farms still, which you don't see very often, and also some old farms that were just kind of slowly decaying. That was a beautiful hike. And then we took one in Woodstock, South Woodstock, We parked in South Woodstock and walked up Old Church Hill Road, and that was amazing with amazing views and very, 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 very fancy houses (laughs) where nobody was living in them. Now, you hosted this Zoom meeting back in late April that you had advertised on Front Porch Forum, and then some people joined and you talked about some of your favorite walks, some that you just mentioned. Are you doing any other outreach? Like, are people coming to you for, do you want to tell people about it? Like, if would you do another Zoom meeting or was one enough for you? 
Well, originally we were going to write a book, <laughs> and that's not going to happen. And we also would always include where to go for sticky buns or lunch afterward or snacks. So that was often included in the notes. But I've talked to a couple people, and um, I don't know. I'm kind of zoomed out. Oh, tell me about it. <sighs> tell me about maybe some of the things on these walks and maybe you have to think about it for a minute, but are there certain things maybe you've learned about yourselves or learned about you as a couple on these walks? You know, here you were, you were empty nesters, you went out, started just exploring the outside. Did you, I don't know, was there anything either that you learned or maybe sort of reaffirmed? I think I I mentioned this before. I learned that I always thought maybe just my sister doesn't have a good sense of direction, but I learned that I don't because because Paulette really does. And she kind of takes the lead, and I always kind of figure, well, we're not going to get lost. You know, she'll get us back to where we're going to go. So, yeah, that's one thing I learned. Uh, <laughs> so I listen. I listen very well. <laughs> I think it's good thinking time for us on our own because you kind of, you don't really walk next to each other because your paces are a little different. So I find it's just kind of a peaceful way to see parts of Vermont, but at the same time, just have a quiet time to yourself and to share things that that you might want to talk about in a more in-depth way, maybe sometimes. And I guess it sort of has brought out our own individual interests. Like, you know, I'm really into trees. I mean, I really like trees, so, you know, I'll notice an interesting tree or a really old tree, which I think is very cool, and I'll mention that to Paulette, and so, you know, she's kind of gotten into that, and she's really into birds and stuff, so we sort of share those kind of interests, and which is kind of nice. You know, they're different, but we can share them also. And I really like seeing all the animals. We do pass quite a few animals, horses, lots of cows, goats, sheep. Lots of chickens. So those, I really enjoy seeing the different animals as we're going along. I take pictures for my granddaughters (laughs) and movies. How much longer do you think you'll be doing this until you can't do it anymore? Absolutely. It's a great way to see Vermont and to stay healthy and happy. Thanks for listening to Happy Vermont. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and Stitcher. You can also visit my website at happyvermont.com, where you can read stories about places to visit and the wonderful people who make the state great. You can also find Happy Vermont sweatshirts, hats, and t-shirts available online. If you have any questions or story ideas, please email me at hello at happyvermont.com. Thanks again for listening. Take care and talk to you soon.